everyone. I'm Laura Adams, and you're listening to the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. And my mission is also to help my voice make it through this show. I went skiing last week in Lake Tahoe and came back with a little bit of a cold. So if I sound a little congested, that's what's going on, but I feel okay. I really appreciate you downloading the show, and I hope that you'll stick around by subscribing if you haven't done that already. You'll find the notes for each show and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girls section at quickanddirtytips.com. I get that question a lot because people are looking for shows that predate what's in the feed in iTunes or wherever you're getting your, your podcasts. Unfortunately, those are all the shows that make it into the feed, but there are hundreds in the archive. So check it out over at quickanddirtytips.com. If you just put a topic in the search bar at the top right of the page, you'll see literally hundreds of shows that will come up for you. This is episode number 532, called Six Tips to Simplify Your Finances and Keep the Right Records. If you're like me, your life is pretty hectic, and maybe you've been in a situation where you just let your finances go without thinking about them for a while, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, it's been weeks since I even thought about paying bills, reviewing account transactions, or filing mountains of paperwork, and things really start to stack up. Well, that's not good because being unorganized and losing control of your finances is a surefire way to lose money. So that's what today's show is about. I'm going to help you guys with some tips to simplify your financial process, your financial life, and also help you understand what records you need to keep. This is a question that I think makes people accumulate a lot of paper because they're not really clear what they can throw away, what they should keep. And we just tend to default to keeping stuff instead of throwing it away. So I think this show will help you pare down your records and also simplify your whole money management system. I'm a big believer in streamlining and decluttering as a way to help you stay focused on what really matters. It can also help you reach your financial goals and also reduce stress. I think we tend to get really stressed out when we see mounds of paperwork and we start to feel behind in in what we should be doing. So we're going to cover six tips to simplify your finances, and we're going to jump right in. Number one is go paperless. One of the best ways to streamline your finances is to eliminate or at least reduce drastically the incoming snail mail, the paper bills, account statements, and receipts. Every time you open up your physical mailbox and you see paper in there, make a note to log on to your online account or to contact the merchant and just request to go paperless whenever possible. And I know there's some vendors and and some people that you're getting paper mail from that don't give you the option to go paperless. Well, you know, ask, find out if it's there, go online, call them up. If there's any way possible to get it electronically, that's going to help you. So continually pare down what you receive each month and throw away as much existing paper as possible so you keep only what you really, really need. And not only does a paperless system save trees and it saves many other environmental resources, but it's going to save your time and attention. You won't have to process all of that paperwork, shred it, deal with it, etc. 
So going digital is going to save storage space in your home, and it's also a good way to keep your documents safe from problems like theft, fire, or water damage. However, there are some vital paper documents that you still do need to keep, and I'm going to cover those in a moment. So once you understand what you do really need to keep, you can create a very small place in your home, a drawer or some type of portable storage box where you can keep the documents that you really do need, but everything else you need to do away with. So when you receive paper documents that you can easily find online, so things like your utility bills or an insurance policy, there's no need to keep them. You need to get in the habit of, again, asking for them to be paperless and then going ahead and shredding them. So maybe you want to review the information on on the paper and then go ahead and destroy the document, especially if it contains any personal information. And I consider personal information really anything about you. It could be your name, your address, and especially if it has an account number, a social security number, and you know those pre-approved offers that you get for credit cards, even for insurance? You definitely need to shred those. They've got a lot of potential to hurt you if they were to fall into the wrong hands and somebody were to open an account in your name. And you need to use a cross-cut shredder. So this is the type of shredder that turns the paper into confetti, like into little tiny pieces of paper. And here's a tip if you get a lot of junk mail for those pre-approved offers, as I mentioned, for credit cards or insurance that you do not want, go to opt OptOutPreScreen.com. Again, OptOutPreScreen.com. That's an official centralized site where you can choose to be removed from the offer lists that are provided by the major national credit reporting companies. And the opt-out only lasts for a certain period of time. So periodically, you need to go back in there and resubmit yourself to be opted out of all of these programs. So check it out, and you can do, I think, one year or five years. There are different options that you can uh, choose when you get in there. Now, even if you receive something in the mail that's good, like a paper check, think about ways that you could eliminate that. It could be direct deposited into your bank account instead. Some companies even charge less or they offer financial incentives when you choose direct deposits or you choose e-statements. And remember that as you make the transition from paper to e-documents, you can always print out digital versions when you need them. And another tip is don't wait to go paperless until after you deal with your existing paper. Worry about paring down your existing files later. Just get started right now with what I call a zero accumulation rule. So you want to create a streamlined system that's really simple to maintain going forward. And then maybe you set aside some time on your calendar to begin paring down and shredding any existing files that you have that you really don't need. You're going to feel so good about helping the environment, saving time, saving space, and saving a whole lot of clutter in your home. Okay, we'll move on to tip number two, which is 
know which paper documents to keep. As I mentioned, there are some documents that you should keep. So you'd never want to throw away the originals of certain types of documents, even if you have a digital copy. So I'm going to give you a list here of some of the most vital documents that you should keep in their original form. So things like legal documents, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, medical directives, definitely keep the originals intact. Promissory notes, loan documents, titles or deeds, documents with raised seals or notarized signatures, so really anything that is official, home closing documents, receipts for home improvements, you might need those for taxes later on, receipts for expensive items that maybe you might need in case of an insurance claim, uh, birth, adoption, and death certificates, marriage and divorce certificates, military records, any sentimental documents that you want to keep, like a handwritten note, and any financial document that you can't access online. So some financial institutions may only offer free access to online documents for a limited period. And if you need them later on, they may not be available or you might have to pay for them. So if you know of any types of documents like that, maybe you've got some investing documents or a bank account where they only give you a couple months worth of statements. In that case, you want to go ahead and download those and and save them as you go rather than risk not having them later on, especially if they're tax related. So what are you going to do with these vital original documents? Well, you need to keep them in a safe place. One option is a bank safe deposit box. You can get a small storage box at a bank for less than about $100 a year. Um, If you have an attorney, that's another option. They can also help keep records for you. If you want to keep them at home, I would recommend using a safe or a filing cabinet that locks, but you need to have one that's fireproof and flood resistant. To give yourself an extra layer of protection, you can put all those original documents in an airtight plastic bag, like a Ziploc, just in case. And you can also keep digital backup copies of those documents in the cloud, just in case the originals get destroyed. And I'll cover more about digital filing in a moment. The third tip is to streamline your taxes. You might be wondering, what should I do with all my old tax returns? Well, the IRS actually allows you to keep digital copies of returns and the supporting documents for the income, deductions, and credits that you claim on that tax form. Generally, individuals need to keep old tax files for a minimum of three years. However, if you've got some complicated transactions like the purchase or sale of investments or real estate, I recommend holding on to them for seven years so you can answer questions that could arise in an IRS audit. But once you've got these in a digital format, it's so easy to keep them. There's really no need to purge. So you could just, you know, keep them forever once they're digital. So my fourth tip is to create a digital filing system. A key part of going paperless is making it really easy to scan documents that you don't need to keep in physical files so that you can shred the paper and file the digital copies or move copies that you receive online into a filing format. Okay, back to tip number four, which is 
create a digital filing system. As I mentioned, this is key. You've got to create an easy way to scan those documents. Try a free scanning app like Genius Scan on a mobile device. I love that one. It's loaded with image enhancement features and it allows you to export documents as a JPEG or a multi-page PDF to email, text, or cloud services like Google Drive, Dropbox, and Evernote. Now, if you've got stacks of paper to scan, you might want to try a traditional flatbed scanner with a document feeder. That's going to save time. Many inexpensive printers already have a built-in scanner, and it'll send the file to your computer or email. And there are some portable scanners that even integrate with a variety of cloud services and accounting software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. So once you've got your files, you have to figure out where to put them. The best place is to create folders and subfolders on your computer desktop. Plus, you want to put them in at least two backup locations. You might save digital files on an external drive and use a free cloud service. Believe me, those backups will be a lifesaver if your computer dies or disappears. Yes, storing sensitive information electronically means you could be hacked. However, the advantages of digital documents far outweigh the downsides, especially if you take a few simple precautions like password protection on your devices and external drives. Remember that identity theft commonly occurs when thieves steal snail mail and paper that contains your confidential information. So going digital can also reduce the likelihood of a thief intercepting your sensitive information. Once you create a plan for what paper and digital documents you'll store where, make sure your family or loved ones know how to find your important documents if you weren't around. Tip number five, use online banking services. Once you're in a routine of processing your incoming documents digitally, it's time to focus on outgoing documents, such as your payments. Now, many of you are probably already doing this, but I know some of you are still buying, writing, and mailing paper checks. Stop that. Not only are they costly and time-consuming to write and mail, but they can be stolen from your mailbox or at the receiving end. So just about every large or small banking institution now offers free online bill pay. You can enter any company or any person, and the service will send money directly to them, either electronically or will print and mail a paper check on your behalf for free. All you need to know is the payee's name, their mailing address, the amount you want to pay, and the date that you want your payment to arrive. If you've got recurring bills like rent or a car payment, you can set up automatic payments or you can enter them manually every month. Many banks can even request e-copies of your bills and they kind of act like a centralized hub for all of your necessary payments. So at a glance, you can see your pending payments and the history for each biller in your account. You can even set up customized email alerts that inform you when a bill has arrived or remind you about the due date. It's a really handy way to make sure that your bills are paid on time so you eliminate any late fees and boost your credit score. Additionally, consider other transactions that you can put on autopilot, like transfers to savings and even retirement contributions, like contributions to an IRA. 
Let technology give you a leg up so nothing falls through the cracks. Another key banking task that you can simplify is making deposits. If you cannot get funds directly deposited into your bank account, deposit those paper checks remotely. I'm still shocked at the number of people who are not doing this and who are making trips to the bank to deposit checks. Most bank apps have a remote deposit feature that allows you to use a mobile device to snap a picture of the front, snap a picture of the back, and hit the deposit button. It is so easy. Of course, you have to endorse the check first, but it doesn't get any easier than that. Be sure to never access any financial account from an open wireless network, like if you're in a coffee shop or a library. By monitoring your account activity and setting up strong passwords that you change on a regular basis, you can drastically reduce the likelihood of any fraudulent activity. Also, use a password manager if you're not already, like RoboForm or LastPass, to end that vicious cycle of resetting those forgotten passwords. These password managers are amazing. They store and encrypt your logon data and then automatically fill online forms for you. You can try a limited number of passwords for free, but if you want to do more than like 10 passwords, you'll need to purchase a subscription. It is well worth it. And the last tip we'll cover, number six, is consolidate financial accounts. Having fewer financial accounts can really simplify your life. Not only does it make your money easier to monitor, but you're going to cut paperwork, you're going to reduce the paper trail at tax time, and more. Paring down investing, retirement, bank, and insurance companies can also cut your fees, and qualify you for discounts. Most people only need one checking and one savings account. If you've got multiple 401ks at old employers, consider rolling them over to an IRA. Even the investments that you choose inside retirement and investing accounts can be simplified. You might put all your money in the same fund family, or you might choose a low-cost index fund or an exchange-traded fund. You might also consider a target date fund, which is a type of diversified mutual fund that automatically shifts the mix of assets from growth-oriented to more conservative as you approach retirement. It's kind of an all-in-one account. So let's review the tips that I've covered. Number one, go paperless. Number two, know which paper documents to keep. Number three, streamline your taxes. Number four, create a digital filing system with backups. Number five, use online banking services. And number six, consolidate financial accounts where possible. I really want to encourage you to make getting financially organized a priority. You'll feel so much more in control of your finances. You'll eliminate expenses and save time so you can spend it doing something you enjoy. And I enjoyed a couple of reviews that were recently submitted on iTunes. Mrs. Craftman says, I love this show. It's easy to understand and hits on all the topics that help you get financially free. Thank you, Ms. Craftsman. Joe Hare 2005 says, came across this podcast as I already purchased the book and Googled the author. Was really glad to learn she had a podcast. Very helpful. I recommend it if you're looking to learn more about money and savings and investing. 
Thank you so much for purchasing the book. If you guys don't know that I have a book, it's called Money Girls, Smart Moves to Grow Rich. It's in paperback form. I also have a lot of audiobooks and ebooks, but that one is the most popular. Steve says, been listening for a while, should have reviewed by now. Wonderful financial podcast, straight to the point and spot on. Thank you for this free information. Steve, thank you for your review and thank you for finally giving in to your guilt and reviewing the show. If you're enjoying the show and have not done that yet, please take a moment and let me and everyone at Quick and Dirty Tips who works behind the scenes, know that you're getting value from the show. Your feedback is so important to us. So take a moment and give a short review and rating. It can literally take less than a minute of your time. As always, I want to encourage you to keep listening, learning, and leveraging your resources to grow richer every single day. And if getting out of debt is important for your financial goals this year, I really want to help you. Don't miss my new online class. It's just been out since the beginning of this year called Get Out of Debt Fast, A Proven Plan to Stay Debt-Free Forever. It's a very comprehensive class in how to tackle all types of debt. You will come away with a clear debt reduction plan to eliminate credit cards, student loans, medical bills, mortgages, or any debt that you owe, even if you don't have extra money to pay them off faster. It covers every situation that you might come across if you're dealing with debt or simply looking for more efficient ways to get rid of debt faster. To learn more, just send me a text. Text debt course, D E B T C O U R S E with no space to the number 33444, and I'll send you an email that gives you 85% off. I'm trying to stretch this promotion out as long as I can for podcast listeners because I love you guys so much, but it won't last forever. So be sure to check it out, and I'll see you in class. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. 